Who's responding for me tonight? I can. Okay. I, just, I know Jill's out, and I, she typically does, but I don't know who is on the schedule to... Well, maybe she's on the schedule. I, don't, I know she's not going to be here, though. Um, okay. Thank you, Robert. I can respond if you want, if Robert's reading. Either way, whatever you guys want. Go ahead, Deacon Bob. Okay. All right, thank you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 103, page 466. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits who forgiveth all thy sin, and healeth all thine infirmities, who saveth thy life from destruction, and crowneth thee with mercy and loving kindness, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, making thee young and lusty as an eagle, 
The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all them that are oppressed with wrong. He showed his ways unto Moses, his works unto the children of Israel. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering and of great goodness. He will not always be chiding, neither keepeth he his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our wickedness. For look how high the heaven is in comparison of the earth, so great is his mercy also toward them that fear him. Look how wide also the east is from the west, so far hath he set our sins from us. Yea, like as a father pitieth his own children, even so is the Lord merciful unto them that fear him. For he knoweth whereof we are made, he remembereth that we are but dust. The days of man are but as grass, for he flourisheth as a flower of the field. For as soon as the wind goeth over it, it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the merciful goodness of the Lord endureth forever and ever upon them that fear him, and his righteousness upon children's children. Even upon such as keep his covenant, and think upon his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his seat in heaven, and his kingdom ruleth over all. O praise the Lord, ye angels of his, ye that excel in strength, ye that fulfill his commandment, and hearken unto the voice of his word. O praise the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye servants of his that do his pleasure. O speak good of the Lord, all ye works of his, in all places of his dominion. Praise thou the Lord, O my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 47th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water, flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate, and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east, and there was water running out on the right side. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there, along the bank of the river, were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food, their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month, because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food, and their leaves for medicine. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. 
He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the Gospel according to St. Luke. Inasmuch as many have taken in hand to set in order a narrative of those things which have been fulfilled among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write to you an orderly account, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thy inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who didst inspire thy servant, St. Luke, the physician, to set forth in the gospel the love and healing power of thy Son, manifest in thy church the light power and love to the healing of our bodies and our souls, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, for as much as without thee we are not able to please thee, mercifully grant that thy Holy Spirit may in all things direct and rule our hearts, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness 
through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our first lesson this evening, we read from this um, final section of Ezekiel, wherein we have this sort of uh, future-oriented glance or a future-oriented vision, let's say, uh, towards the restoration of all things on the last day. I think it's important to remember here that this is coming at a real low point, a real low point in the story of Israel. So we're talking here about... Uh, over two decades, 25 years of desolation in exile for Israel. So this is meant to serve as an image of hope. Um, so after describing this new heavenly temple, which is really intended to describe to us the experience of the reality of the fullness of the presence of God, we're then in our lesson tonight given this vision of the land beyond the temple. And there we find water. We find water which flows out from the temple, and then it makes its way down all the way to the Dead Sea. And what's significant about this water is that this water gives life. Um, it makes the water of the Dead Sea alive, and then the river is teeming, is full of life. And this imagery here is all intended to make us think about the Garden of Eden. It's all, uh, we could call it renewed Eden imagery what creation will look like when the fullness of the presence of God unmitigated is again present in creation. And again, as I said, these are images of hope. Uh, they're intended for hope, not only for Israel, but I think also for us, as we all can find ourselves in the same, at least the same sort of archetypal story, we could say, um, the same story of being in exile, being in desolation, and then looking forward, looking for a way out, looking for restoration. It can be really hard, and if you've been in this, you know, it can be really hard to be in extended seasons of desolation. It can be really hard in those extended seasons of, def of desolation to maintain and to keep hope. Um, it's hard to know when the season is going on so long. It's hard to maintain that sort of faith that one day the season will be over, that one day God will give you the way out. So we have to always fight for hope. Um, it's not something that's just always there. Sometimes we really have to fight for it. We have to fight to keep in mind our goal, our telos, our destination, we could say, where God is working all things out for the good of those who love him, and he will bring us through our desolation. The desolation that we experience, the loneliness, the sense of God's absence, our exile, let's say, is not the last word of the story. It's not where our story ends. And then in our second lesson, as this is the eve of the Feast of St. Luke, who, as our colleague says, was inspired to set forth in the, in the gospel the love and healing power of the Son, we read uh, here from what's referred to as Luke's prologue or his preface, which is addressed to Theophilus. And Theophilus is otherwise unknown to us in the historical sources. This is the only place that we see him mentioned. Um, he was likely a high-ranking official in the Roman government, 
but the reality is we don't know. And in this preface, Luke sort of sets out the how and the why he wrote this gospel. So he acknowledges that there were other accounts, but he presents himself as a good historian, someone who has done his research. He has um, gathered and compiled and sifted through all of the sources, focusing on the eyewitness accounts in order to present an orderly account, he says, of, quote, those things which have been fulfilled among us. That's significant. It's not, in Luke's gospel, it's not merely history in the way that we think of history. Um, rather, Luke sees what he's writing as he sees his narrative as a subsection of a larger story, as a subsection of a larger narrative. And he is writing, as he says, uh, explicitly to incite and to strengthen belief so that, as our colleague says, through then this faith, which is incited by the wonderful words of the gospel, God might manifest the like power and love and healing of both our bodies and our souls. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590 and take a second and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Have a good night. Thanks, Father Kevin. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good lesson, Thanks. Father. Thanks. Have a good evening.